This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Wednesday, October 13th, wherever. And however you're connected, always great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who is officially petitioning for a Sailor Coog helmet to be included with BYU football. I am? Jaron uh, Jordan's the man. I think that'd be fun. Uh, I'm a man. Uh, that'd be cool. Baylor busting it out this week. Uh, they, they posted, welcome back, Sailor Bear. They've got an old school uh, Sailor Bear as well, which, hey, that looks nice. That's fun. By the way, homecoming, huge deal at Baylor. Yep. They claim to be the... Oldest, um, you know, homecoming tradition in the country. 1909, had a bonfire and a pep rally and a parade. Homecoming's a big deal. At BYU, I think it's a deal, right? It's, it's a deal. A, it's a deal at I would most say it's schools. a big deal, but it's a deal. Yeah, okay. okay. This homecoming spectacular, awesome. But it's not like, you know, this massive, huge event. It's an event. It's an event. But uh, what if BYU had the Sailor Coog as a helmet? So there are people who have, who have uh, you know, simulated this. At BYU Tracker tweeted, yeah, in light of uh, the Sailor Bear, here's the Sailor Coog helmet, what it would look like. I love the Royal one, Navy not as much, uh, but I, I think a Sailor Coog helmet in the future could be something. Obviously, BYU's added helmets this year. You don't need to add another one, but maybe next year or the year after that? Would you go with an official alternate helmet, though? Because while the, the helmets have been added this year, they're still the Stretch Y. Like, it's still the traditional yeah. Stretch Y logo. Yeah. Would BYU branch out enough... We like the Sailor Coog. And rock a Sailor Coog helmet like Baylor does with the Sailor Bear. BYU's clearly shown it is up for expansion in the jersey game, in the helmet game. So, yeah, I, I think in the next couple of years it's a possibility. Maybe this is a Big 12 reveal, the Sailor Coog helmet. Well, and it's awesome. Recruits love it. You can sell more merch. It's a win. This is true. Yeah. It's all about making more money. Just no tan. <laughs> Just no tan. No tan. How do we make more money? Perhaps it's uh, a good show lineup, which we get to today. Longtime college football insider Brett McMurphy. Are the New Year's six chances for BYU really out of the question at this point? Five and one, number 19 in the country. The biggest surprise of the BYU football season thus far, plus Puka Nakua in the film room, Boise State's petty promo, and another big <laughs> jump by a BYU team in the national rankings. Bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Number 19, BYU football prepares for its first out-of-state road game since 2019. How about that? Neutral doesn't count against Arizona. Head coach Klein Stocky says BYU may have as many uh, many of the injured players available this week, including all three quarterbacks. Yeah, Jaron's been really good in practice. Baylor's practicing as well. Uh, so is jo- Jacob. Um, we'll, we'll see how the week goes. Um, a lot of the guys that are banged up are practicing, and uh, we'll, we'll have to assess what the best, you know, who will give us the best chance to perform, you know, as an offense and as a defense, the best when we get to the game time. Okay, interesting. It's not just Jaron automatically. Okay. I assumed it was Jaron. Stucky also said Mason Wake and Harris Chance are back at practice, which is great news. Mason Wake, underrated element as a fullback in the run game, and of course Harris Chance at right tackle. I am so glad the fullback is back at BYU, and there's a special place in Kalani Satake's heart for that fullback position. Oh, yeah. How about the Baylor pregame perspective? Bears head coach... Dave Aranda says after reviewing game tape, or game files, technically speaking, he knows what Tyler Algier means to this BYU offense. 
I think it may start with him. You know, we were just talking just a minute ago. I think it, it may start with him and just the driver of that attack and the uh, the physicality. So he has an eight-yard run, falls forward, um, gets up off of a, a linebacker that he just put in the ground. I think that drives the offense. He's why, so why soft-spoken. Is he, why is he talking right now? I don't know, but I kind of like it, and I kind of want to take a nap after I listen to it. Did he just come out of the ceiling room? What's that? <laughs> BYU at Baylor this Saturday. 3.30 Eastern kickoff. That's 2.30 Central in Waco. Radio pregame begins at 1.30 Mountain Time. Or, sorry, 1.30 Eastern on BYU Radio. And countdown to kickoff begins at 2 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV and the app. Elijah Bryant and the Bucks are in town to, to face the Jazz tonight. Uh, Bryant averaging 12 points a game in preseason so far. He's doing well. BYU women's soccer up five spots to number 15 in the latest United Soccer Coaches poll. The Cougars host Pacific this Saturday night at Southfield. Over under six goals scored for BYU women's soccer. Pacific's good. Nine, two, and two. So okay. I mean, it, it might actually be a challenge. Okay. Nine Eastern. Watch on BYUtv.org, the BYU TV app, or listen on BYU Radio. It's going to be 4-1. Women's golf ranked number 23 in the fall season so far. The Cougars took fifth in the Dale McNamara, no relation to Jerry, Invitational Tuesday. Lila Naliai finished third overall, three under. And Anik Hutchkovich. Finished tied for fourth overall. Oh, you had to bring up Jerry McNamara. I'm still angry about that 43-point <laughs> performance I was on my mission. I missed that. That was a blessing. Good grief. Nine threes. Eh? On the men's golf side, the Cougars finished 12th at the Wolfpack Classic on Tuesday. Carson Lundell shooting even par and finished tied for 11th individually. The Cougars now head to Stockton and California for the Stockton Invitational on October 21st. Through the 23rd. Lock your doors. I knew you were going to say that. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Mid-season superlatives. BYU football six games in, five and one. Still a top 20 team in spite of the loss to Boise State on Saturday. So at the halfway point, Jerem, let's get to it with our mid-season superlatives. Beginning with this, what's the biggest surprise through six games for BYU football. The BYU is 5-1. and one. Uh, I would have hoped uh, and dreamed for a 4-2 and two start, right? But 5-1, and one, uh, the BYU beat Utah, the BYU beat Arizona State, right? Um, those were some awesome wins. Go up to Logan, take care of business. 5-1, and one, man. Yeah, that's the biggest surprise. The fact that BYU is 5-1 and one and have used three different quarterbacks already makes that 5-1 and one start even more surprising. Jaron Hall, Baylor Romney, and Jacob Conover have all played and taken significant snaps this season. At least a half? It's incredible. Yeah. Three quarterbacks, BYU's 5-1. and one. Had you told me, okay, Spencer, I don't know much about the BYU football season, but I know this much. It's been revealed to me through the Oracle mm. that BYU will use three quarterbacks in the first six games. I would have told you BYU they'll be lucky, four, they'll be lucky to be 3-3. Three and three. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if they're using yeah. three quarterbacks, if they're and, suffering those type of injuries. Now, now another surprise is this, that BYU has won the turnover margin in five of six games. That is the key to what has happened. Obviously, there are other mitigating circumstances. But to me, the number one reason for why BYU is 5-1 and one is turnover margin. BYU's done an excellent job of taking care of the ball. In fact, so excellent that on one play where BYU turned it over, they actually got it back. Because yeah, Tyler yes. Punched it out, okay? And... The, um, that BYU has been able to create some takeaways. 
So that's been awesome. Obviously, the one game where BYU doesn't, BYU loses. And they did it in a massive way. They were minus four. You could argue minus six with the turnover on downs, right? So, yeah, that's been a big surprise. And something that is something you got to look for in the Baylor game is how does BYU do in turnover margin? Baylor has not thrown an interception this year, one of two teams to do that. So hopefully BYU can create some turnovers. Yep, calling Malik Moore. He leads BYU as a safety with those two interceptions. Also this, BYU's 5-1, and one, and the one loss is not to Arizona State. It's not to Utah. And it wasn't to Utah. But to yeah. Boise State. And I love this tweet coming in from at Green underscore DN who says, biggest surprise for me, being 5-1 and one, and a little disappointed. <laughs> right? Well, the expectations changed, right? Once you're 5-0 and own, ranked 10th. I hope BYU sniffs that again. That'd be great. Um, if BYU finishes 10-2 you know, and two in the regular season, they'll be, they'll be knocking on the door inside the top 15 somewhere. All right, Jeremy, more superlatives. I know how you love them. Best win through six games of the 2021 BYU football season. Utah. Uh, ending the streak, clearly. Um, Utah. But the best team that BYU beat was Arizona State. We're, we're going to value uh, that Arizona State win, I think, even more as the season goes on, as Arizona State has success. I hope the Sun Devils win, right? Um, I don't feel the same way for Utah. That's different, right? There's an emotional aspect there. But ending the streak was just so gratifying. I mean... And getting into the Big 12, and that was the same weekend. I mean, September 10th and 11th, just unbelievable moments for BYU. Yeah, best wins Utah, no doubt. Interesting matchup between Utah and Arizona State this weekend when BYU takes on Baylor. Who are you rooting for? Arizona State, I think BYU fans want Arizona State to continue to win and be ranked, right? Yeah, for the second place in the Pac-12 South standing. (laughs) The best win is clearly Utah. To get, as I called it earlier this week, King Kong off the back of BYU football. You had to beat Utah, and BYU did that. But uh, it looks like right now Arizona State is by far the most talented team that BYU has beaten. So however you want to decide or define best win, emotionally, certainly it's it's Utah. Utah. and then the field. Okay. Yeah. Number three, the best player at the midway point of the season. Now, not everyone understands me on my take here, but just hear me out. Ryan Rico is the best player on the team. He still is. I'm not understanding this, so please. Third, third, because he's a punter, That's it's like, well, what? Listen, I'm telling you, the best player at his position is the best player on the team. That's Ryan Rico. He's incredible. Number three in punt average right now. Not punting a ton. Only punted once on Saturday. But when he, he has the longest punt in BYU history this year, 83, 13 inside, uh, you know, seven inside the 20, 13, 50 plus. He's the best player on the team. Like, he's incredible. A close second is Tyler Edge. Okay. Yeah. So you, you have categorized that best player at their position, right? Because that's a little bit of a different window. Best player, period. Just best player. Period. All of it. All of it. Ryan Rico is the best player on the team. Wow. He's incredible. Okay. See, I have to go with Tyler Algier because... Which would be the popular pick. I get it. Yeah. It, it is the popular yeah. pick, but he's, I think he's earned it. Right? I mean, take for example our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Now, he's not third nationally in his specific position. That's but right. Tyler Algier is 11th nationally <laughs> That's awesome. in rush touchdowns. With eight and total rush yards, 672. That's awesome. Top 11 running back, which I feel like, I don't know, in a roundabout way, because it's a skill position. Admit it. Because he's a punter, it's different. Yeah, it is is different. It is. I get that. I just don't care. Because because Tyler Algier plays a skill position, and he's the best skill position player for BYU statistically, and however you want to look at it, he's going to get the attention, right? Yeah. 
But I think he's he had a two eighteen. Also, also yeah. he has the best play of the season. He saved the game quite literally with that play against Arizona State, and that kind of pushed him over the top for me. Yeah, thinking, oh, BYU didn't have Tyler Algier, and then he doesn't make that play. They lose to Arizona it's State. It's easier to quantify a skill position player, certainly. Like, they, it's hard for me to quantify. Hey, you know those times Ryan Rico pinned X Y Z ABC teams back, and they didn't score on that drive because it was an eighty-three yard field and not a fifty-eight yard field. <laughs> and that's just not going to pop. I get it. Um, but yeah, two awesome. Uh, it, yeah, and and probably according to Shep, Tyler Algier finally broke out. <laughs> he broke out last year. Some yeah. more Cam Miller's Shep's, like, hey, Shep's texting me. The include broke out. include Peyton Wilgar. Yeah, Peyton's not been as I guess flashy as we were hoping for in terms of havoc, but he's extremely solid as a tackler and he's a leader on the defense, and the defense has been pretty good. So yeah, no, all good. I want I want like ten guys in this conversation. Sure, yeah. Can we agree that the MVP MVP is Tyler, is Tyler Algier? Yeah. Okay. Value? So, yeah. Okay. So most valuable Value, player, we agree. Different than best. Tyler Algier. Tyler has been a surprise to me in terms of what he's been able to do against the Power 5 teams because prior to this season, he had not really had that game against the Power 5 team that was quality where you go, oh, he's legit. He's like NFL guy. He has taken it up a notch this year. Um, he was amazing last year. We saw flashes of brilliance in 2019. Then he got a scully. Last year he was incredible, 1,100 yards, right? One of the top running backs coming back. He has been above and beyond what uh, I thought he would do this year. He's pacing for 1,000 yards and no problem. It's going to be um, an NFL career for Tyler. He probably should go after this season. Okay. Um, he's awesome, and it's awesome to have Tyler Algier at BYU. I'm very excited for everyone to see his deep blue, by the way, coming up in the next two weeks. Looking forward to that. The relationship with his grandpa, who passed away of Mm. cancer. All right. Last superlative. What's the biggest question that still needs to be answered with six games remaining in the regular season for BYU football? What's the final record going to be? I'm intrigued because I still think there's at least one loss on there, maybe two. I hope it's not three. I hope that this team finishes at least 10-3, and and then we can put them in the – you know what? Because of the seven power fives and the getting over Utah and whatnot, special boom, season. This team did something that mattered. It was special because I don't really put ten. Well, we've talked about it. only 1990 is a three loss year. I think where I say that team was special. Heisman, Heisman beat Miami. Winner. You beat the number one. Team. But in terms of just winning and rankings and whatnot, yeah. Typically, you've got to be a 11-plus win team to kind of get into our sort of special category, whatever. This team's special. They really are. Can they finish it off with the amount of wins for us to justify that even better? Okay, what will the final record be? Certainly quarterback health will play into that. BYU's record against right? seven power fives. The Cougars have a shot to go to run the table against the seven power fives. Got a shot. I don't think it happens, but they got a shot. Okay, so my biggest question mark is, can BYU sustain their depth through the remainder of the schedule? Feels like Boise State was kind of a result of BYU being beat up through the first five games. Part of it, yeah, sure. Right, not- and they didn't have Mason Wake. Do they you didn't have fumbled, Harris Chance. Yeah, do you Jaron Hall's not healthy. you're not deep. No, but I feel you. Okay. If Jaren, yeah, if Jaron Hall can run in that game differently, he didn't run. Much. Can BYU sustain the depth? All right, our question yep. of the day, and uh, we've already read one of your responses. What is the biggest surprise of the first half of the BYU football season? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation 
on BYU Sports Nation. At Justin D. Sweeney on Twitter answers, I have three. One, that BYU is 5-1, and one, having played three different quarterbacks. Yep. If you told me preseason BYU <laughs> would play three quarterbacks by game six, I'd say our record was 3-3 three and three three. at best. Yep. Maybe even 2-4. and four. Yep. Number two, that BYU are the Pac-12 South champions <laughs> without being in the Pac-12. Okay. Still one more game to win the show. Gotta take care of USC. One more, one more game. Number three, that Isaac Rex only has nine catches for 83 yards halfway through the year. Now keep in mind, Isaac Rex had a very slow start to his season in 2020, even well, with Zach Wilson. And there are more so weapons this year. Maybe he turns yeah. around. And yes, there is a there wealth of weapons. There was no way he was going to replicate last year. 12 touchdowns. There was no way. Okay, There's too many options at, at receiver, and that's who came in. Okay, coming up, what Boise State did this week to celebrate the BYU win. And longtime college football insider and expert friend of the program, Brett McMurphy, joins us live to discuss if BYU football's New Year's Six chances are indeed dead after the Boise State loss. This is BYU Sports Nation. I don't think so. What is Brett think? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Football with Kalani Sitake is available on the BYU TV app on demand. Join Gregor Bell and seeing the coach look back at the Boise State game ahead to the big game with Baylor. Player guest Atunaisa Mahe was on the program. The Deep Blue featuring the, the Nakua brothers and their relationship with their dad. And Puka Nakua was in the film room. We are live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan. Joining us now from the Action Network, longtime college football insider and expert, Brett McMurphy returns to BYU Sports Nation. Brett, great to have you back on the program. How are you? Good to be with you guys again. Hope you're doing well. Uh, we're doing well hey, because we're for doing the first great. time ever. We're not going to ask you about expansion We this will time. not talk about Big 12 <laughs> expansion because it's happened, Brett. Yeah, BYU's headed to the Big 12 in 2023. Uh, we would love to hear how you feel BYU will fit in in that new Big 12. I think it's going to be great. I mean, I was wondering why you guys don't call me anymore. Now I know why. <laughs> now that you're big, now that you're big time power conference, you don't have you don't have time for uh, time for me. No, it's great. And this is a this year is a perfect example why what the Big Twelve will mean to BYU and how BYU will benefit. Uh, as you guys know, uh, you know I do my bowl projections. I had BYU in the Fiesta Bowl while you were undefeated, but now with one loss. I don't see you getting a New Year's Six game, and so that means you'll end up in the Independence Bowl, whether you're 11 and one or six and six. However, if you're in the Big 12 Conference and you roll out an 11 and one season, you're still in the running not only for a New Year's Six game but for the conference championship. And if you win the conference championship, obviously in the Big 12, you're going to go at worst to the Sugar Bowl. So I think that's going to be the biggest difference for BYU being in the Big 12 and it's going to pay huge dividends you know I I haven't talked with with anybody on campus there since the since the uh the move happened but I'm sure recruiting wise it's got to be a just a huge huge difference and such an added benefit for Kalani and everybody there so um you know (laughs) that's the great news the bad news is you, you still got a couple of years to go but certainly uh you know Things I'm hearing with with, T, with excuse me with UCF and and um, you know Houston and Cincinnati and the, their recruiting efforts, um, yeah, it's it's obviously a huge huge benefit for the Cougars. Brett, we go on two-year missions. We know how to wait. Uh, this is <laughs> this, this yeah. is just one of those. We'll be just fine. Um, regarding recruiting, 
Two four stars have committed to BYU since in state since the news. So yes, it has certainly affected uh, BYU. BYU gets kind of one four star class, maybe every other class. So that's big news. Regarding BYU in the New Year's Six, let's say BYU runs the table in the back half of the schedule, wins six in a row, including Baylor, Washington State, Virginia, USC. Now, they certainly uh, may not be in the New Year's Six, but do you think they'll be a strong candidate at 11-1 despite the one loss with seven Power Five wins in that scenario? Well, here's the deal. And this is, again, I preface this with this is not what I think. This is what I think the selection committee will do. The selection committee will look at it, and to be in a New Year's Six game, you're going to have to probably finish in the top 12 in the country. Uh, it's not definitive. It depends on a number of things. But you got to be in that top 12 range. So the selection committee, why I don't think that the selection committee would put you in the top 12 with all of those Power 5 wins, you would only have one win against the top 25 team, and that's Arizona State. And that's if Arizona State remains in the top 25. If they fall out of the top 25, it doesn't matter what the ranking was when the game was played. It matters what the ranking is at the end of the season. So then you would have no top 25 wins. So even even with that said, yeah, you'd still have seven Power 5 victories. However, the, the schools that you would be com- competing against um, as far as the rankings, you know, look, the committee is not going to put – 11 and one BYU ahead of two loss Alabama. They're not going to put them ahead of one loss Iowa, two loss Ohio State, uh, two loss Penn State, because those schools, um, which BYU will find out in a couple of years when they're in the Big 12, those schools will have multiple top 25 victories and their losses, um, you know, with a few exceptions, will be against teams that are in the top 25. Obviously, Alabama's lost to Texas A&M. Texas A&M may fall out of the top 25. So I just think it's going to be difficult for BYU to climb. Uh, you know, they're currently number 19 in the AP poll. It doesn't mean the selection committee would put them at 19 now. They may put them higher. They may put them lower. I just think it's going to be tough for them. to. There's a lot of bodies they got to climb over. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of upsets. Um, but it's just, it, I think it's just going to be hard for them to get up into that top 12 range for the selection committee to put them in a New Year's Six game. Uh, you know, I may be wrong. I just, I just think the other schools that they'll be competing against will have more top 25 wins, and that's what the selection committee gives the most weight to. Follow him at Brett underscore McMurphy on Twitter, Action Network, College Football Insider, and a longtime college football expert. America's College Football America, Insider. Like, yes. Right, okay. Brett? Right? <laughs> We're still trying to clarify if it's North America or South America. But All of yes, it. that's true. Fair enough. Okay, Brett, so just to clarify, for the BYU fan, for the Cougars to have any shot at being in that conversation, you're telling me that – Arizona State needs to keep winning, remain ranked, and if Baylor BYU, would have to keep going. Yes, if too, BYU beats yeah. Baylor, then Baylor's yeah. going to have to do well in the Big Twelve, right? We're looking for quality wins on that resume. Yes, you want. That's the trick. Any time you, any opponent you play, uh, you want to beat them. You know, like Utah, and then you want them to win the rest of their games. So, uh, you know, certainly that would help increase your chances. I mean, look, USC. I, I did a note the other day. You know, USC. They may not even be bowl eligible this year. They may not get the six wins. Um, you know, same with LSU and Miami. I know you don't play those guys, 
But, yeah, you need Arizona State to, to run the table. I mean, look, if Arizona State wins the Pac-12, which is still possible, that certainly would help BYU's resume. Again, the challenge for BYU is you would only have that one top 25 win right. unless some somebody in your schedule somehow gets up into that top 25, which I don't project right now. Well, Spencer yesterday mentioned, listen, if BYU's not in the New Year's Six, if that's not possible, which, yes, it, 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 BYU's going to be an outsider in that conversation. What you said makes sense. It really does against the two-loss titans of the sport. Then somehow, I know the Independence Bowl is Conference USA, and then there's actually this thing where maybe BYU could be in the cheese Bowl now called the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, Big Ten, Big 12, if they can't fill a spot, blah, blah, blah. Somehow, let's get Coastal and BYU. Yes, please, Brett. Can Make Coastal Carolina BYU happen. Get Coastal and BYU, <laughs> because even if Cincy loses a game, it feels like due to the strength of schedule for the Bearcats that Cincy probably still could be the Group of Five team, right, should they win their league. So let's get a Coastal BYU game. Are you in favor of this? I'm in favor of this. I did, the, the good news is, look, this year in the next five years, the final five years of the college football playoff, as far as the non-Power um, 5 bowl games, you know, which obviously BYU has their affiliation with the Independence this year and other bowls moving forward until they go to the Big 12, it's basically you can't just say, for instance, uh, the Independence Bowl is 100% BYU versus Conference USA. There's, there's this about a dozen bowls where they will pick from all the Group 5 conferences. So there's going to be a lot of horse trading. So even though some conferences and or schools have supposedly have tie-ins with specific bowl games affiliated with group of five schools, it could, it could totally be mixed around and you could have these made for TV matchups or whatever to make more attractive matchups and just disregard any, any conference uh, affiliations that we've seen in the past. That's what's made doing these bowl projections each week literally impossible <laughs> to do because – once you get through the power, the power five is very specific. This conference versus this conference and this bowl. Once you get past those, those power five only bowls and you get into the rest of the bowls, I mean, I'm, be, I'm being totally serious. Like the American, for example, they have seven bowl bids tied to their conference. Three of them are specific that they will play in specific bowl games. The other four bowl games are to be determined among 12 bowls. And the same goes with Conference USA, with the Sun Belt, um, the MAC, etc. So you've got this mixture of 12 to 14 bowl games that can pick from any Group 5 conference. So that means, I think, that maybe BYU, you know, that they could trade with the independents to get somebody else in somewhere else, then maybe they could move BYU somewhere else. Um, you know, look, the more BYU wins, and look, if they go 11-1, and one, I think that increases the chances that they could maybe be put in a different bowl. Um, but certainly if they, if they lose, you know, if they're down to nine and three, eight and four, something like that, then I think that the chances greatly increase that they were, they would remain in the independence. Brett McMurphy is on BYU sports nation. Brett, I know you're an Oklahoma state grad and I'm always fascinated to talk to national analysts when their school and what they're part of an alumni base in are doing well. How do you balance being an Oklahoma State fan and still trying to call or see college football with an unbiased perspective? You know, I'm probably more, I'm probably harder on 
Oklahoma State than I am other schools. I guess it's kind of like if you're coaching your coaching your kid, you know, you, you don't want to show favoritism to them. <laughs> you know, in the I know in the AP poll, you know, all of all of our votes are public. I put mine out on Twitter and then close my laptop for the next 24 hours. But I've had Oklahoma State <laughs> probably ranked. I've had Oklahoma State rank lower probably than than the majority of AP voters. Uh, you know, and and part of that, it's not to be like, oh, I'm I'm showing I'm unbiased, but to be very very honest, Oklahoma State's five and zero right now. They could also very easily be two and three right now. I mean, Boise State they won because of an inadvertent whistle. Kansas State they had a defensive touchdown. Uh, Baylor they scored late. You know, they squeaked by Missouri State in the opener. Uh, Tulsa was a, you know, they've basically been involved in five one score games, and those things, you know, are coin flips. So that's why I've had Oklahoma State a little bit further down. You know, look, in two weeks, they went, somebody at Oklahoma State ranked, I think, fifth or sixth in the AP poll. I mean, come on. I mean, I'm an alum of (laughs) Oklahoma State. I can't even fathom that. Look, they've got at, at Texas, at Iowa State the next two weeks. If they win those two games, I think they should be in the top 10. How far up, you know, there's so many factors involved in that. But, you know, I just – if if I think they're good, then I'll say they're good. If I think they're bad, I'll say they're bad. And I think when you do that, you know, over a long period of time, I think people respect your opinion more instead of always just beating the drum saying, oh, everything's great, everything's great. And it's – I don't know if you guys are a fan of Young Frankenstein. I love that movie. But he's like, <laughs> you know, it could get worse. And he's how, digging a grave. And he's how like, how's that? And he goes, well, it could start raining. So I'm not going to tell you it's sunshine <laughs> when it's pouring outside. I just try to be, you know – as objective as I can, and and look, every I know everybody agrees with my rankings 100. percent So I have nothing to worry. <laughs> Brett McMurphy's on BYU Sports Station. We'll finish with this, Brett. We've been talking about the biggest surprises specific to the BYU football season through six games, the, the midway point. Let's get your overall take. What's the biggest surprise of the entire college football season at the midway point? Well, I guess. If you would ask me last week, I would have said how dominant Georgia and Alabama have been this year. And now you're asking me this week, so I'll, I'll say how dominant Georgia has been. You know, I, I thought Georgia was a college football playoff team before the season. I didn't think they would be this dominant. And especially in BYU, fans can know this feeling. You know, they've had some issues at quarterback. They've had injuries. They've played multiple quarterbacks. It hasn't mattered. Their defense has been, been that good. Now, you could argue that, you know, they haven't played the greatest offensive juggernauts to this point, but they have, they just have dominated people um, and surprised a lot of people. I mean, Georgia right now would, would be favored in a game against Alabama if they meet in the SEC title game. Uh, so probably Georgia and probably real quick, quickly, the other thing is probably the overall depth and quality at the top of the Big Ten. I did not expect Michigan State to be in this position. I did not expect Michigan to be in this position. Obviously, Ohio State, you know, surprised by the loss to Oregon. I mean, Iowa, you know, they may have two yards of offense, but they're going to create seven turnovers, and and they're going to win, you know, uh, 16 to nothing on eight safeties. So they've been incredible. (laughs) And Penn State has been, you know, obviously they lost their quarterback, Sean Clifford. That could hurt them long term. But the overall depth of the Big Ten – uh, you know, has really, really surprised me. And also, you know, real quickly about BYU, I mean, look, with the, the, the opening three games BYU had, I 
I didn't expect BYU to be undefeated. Um, you know, certainly the loss to Boise was, you know, BYU fans didn't like that. But I think if you take a step back, and if you would have said before the season, it's a halfway point of the year, we're going to be 5-1, and one, I think, uh, you know, obviously outside of the building, they want to be 6-0. and oh. I think most BYU rational BYU fans would have said, I'll take it. Now, you wouldn't have expected that loss to be B- to Boise. You probably would have thought it would have get, been against one of the one of the power fives, except for Arizona. Uh, so, yeah, especially with the, the um, injuries BYU's had at quarterback, you know, I, I would put BYU as one of the surprise teams up there. Unfortunately, they're going to get overshadowed because Cincinnati's undefeated and beat Indiana and Notre Dame. But and I said this. I hope I hope you guys saw it a week or two ago when everybody was clamoring that Cincinnati has to be in the playoff. Cincinnati has to be in the playoff. I'm like, wait, what about BYU? BYU goes undefeated. That's seven Power Five wins. Cincinnati has two. And it's I like to say if you just fell out of the sky onto Earth before this season and didn't know the past about the Group Five and you just looked at Cincinnati and what they've accomplished this year. I don't think they're a playoff-worthy team based on that schedule. Everyone wants to say, well, the group five has been screwed for seven years, so we need to make up for it. Uh, Whatever, that's a different argument. I'm just saying, based on this season alone, I don't think Cincinnati undefeated will get in over a one-loss power five team. But what irked me is that everyone just kind of dismissed BYU. You know, why not BYU? They Obviously, the Boise loss killed them, but seven, five more power five wins against uh, than Cincinnati, and they would have had as many top 25 wins as Cincinnati. And it's at, the, at the end of the year, I think Arizona State's probably going to be ranked higher than Notre Dame. Yeah, hard to argue that. They look really good. Brett, we appreciate the insight, the time. Always a pleasure to talk with you. Great to be a member of the Big 12 uh, with the Oklahoma State Cowboys in 2023. And we look forward to your next perfect set of rankings released this Sunday. Tell Mr. Tom Homo I'm still waiting for my parade invite for that Big 12 uh, parade. So you got it. Try to track me down. We'll pass okay. that along. Thanks so much, Brett. Thanks, guys. Brett McMurphy of the Action Network. Follow him at Brett underscore McMurphy for more fantastic college football content. So we, so we didn't like BYU's resume for the New Year's Six, but he loved it possibly against Cincinnati. So that's if yeah, they're that's, undefeated. If they're well, at 11-1 right. versus 12-0. Right, and to his yeah. point, BYU does need teams to perform well to, to bolster the resume if they want to be in that New Year's I Six I still believe BYU's going to lose, so I'm not like in on that anymore. Okay, coming up, I go with Pukunukua to the film room. And is it time for Zach Wilson to stop overthinking things? And what's he doing during the bye week? This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. If you like watching a lot of goals, then you are a fan of BYU Women's Soccer. Yep. Automatically. Saturday night, number 15 BYU. Back in the rankings, climbing up, baby. Host number, uh, or 9-2-2 Pacific, unranked, but good. 9 Eastern on the BYU TV app Saturday. Well, listen, uh, BYU hosted, at the time, 7-2-1 St. Mary's and put up seven goals on them. Uh, number 16, Gonzaga on the road, 6-1. Yeah. Whoa! Don't put it past the ladies to do something special again Joey on Lawrence Saturday night. Joey Lawrence like, whoa! Whoa! Yeah. He is Jeremiah Spencer. This is BYU Sports Nation. To interact with the show and get content throughout the day, you can follow us on our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and the TikTok. Let's whip it! 
The Cougar Whip Around presented by Visible Supply Chain Management tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. Brother Big Game Boomer has Baylor on upset alert. Would it be an upset if number 19 BYU beat unranked Baylor? Sure. If our friends in the desert say that BYU is anywhere from a five to a six point underdog. Six and a half now. That's now six and a half. Mm-hmm. See, they're going all in on the quarterback scenario. BYU losing to Boise State. Do the Cougars have something up their sleeve that could surprise the friends in the desert? Yes, it would be an upset. I know that BYU is number 19 in the country. Baylor's a few spots out of the top 25, but this is homecoming in Waco. It's a big deal. Baylor should be expected to win this game based on what has happened recently. It would be an upset. Recently, like last week? Is that you yeah, 45-20 to 20 over West Virginia. Line, BYU loses to Boise State. The line swung from one and a half for BYU to six and a half. That's a crazy swing in one week. Sure. This is 2015 Michigan vibes. BYU was a ranked team going on the road, unranked, but good Power 5 team. I'm, I believe BYU will cross the 50 oh, man. more than once, which is good news. But I am I am uh, concerned about this matchup. I really am. I think BYU's really got to bring it to win this. Well, the last time BYU faced the Dave Aranda team, 2017 LSU, didn't cross the 50. Well, there you go. So that's the joke. Okay. Uh, and, and maybe this is BYU doing to Baylor what Boise did to BYU because the line swung heavily in favor of BYU it's just, going into the Boise State one, game. I hear you on Vegas. That's technically an upset. But number 19 versus unranked, barely out, is interesting. All right. Being that big of a dog as a ranked team? Boise State, capitalizing on their 26-17 win in Pro Bowl over BYU, is now offering tickets for the final three home games for $26.17 to commemorate (laughs) that nine-point win against number 10 BYU last Saturday. Jerem, do you applaud this effort, or does it make you angry at Boise State? No, it's funny. That's funny. Well done. You earned it. You got it. That's that's (laughs) hilarious. It's a... Petty promotion. If Utah did this, I'd be angry. But it's Boise State. I'm like, whatever. It's, all good. it's petty. Yeah, I mean, it, it's funny, mostly. You know, it hurts. The sting is real. It adds some extra sting. But it's uh, well played on Boise State's promotions part. BYU scored too many points last year on the blue, 51-17, to offer that same deal. That's yeah. twice the price. Zach Wilson says it's time to stop thinking and let it rip. Is this a good idea? If it makes him play better, sure. Yeah, I'm in favor of whatever Zach Wilson needs to do mentally to get to a place where he starts to perform more consistently. Is it him mentally the issue? I think it's the old Or line. is it the offensive line? I or is it a billion it's, things? It's a billion things. He does have nine picks in five games. This isn't the Zach we know, right? But the Jets suck. I hope he can, he can overcome the Jets. That's my biggest concern is can Zach overcome the Jets? I think he's shown flashes of brilliance. But yeah, totally. There are still concerns for sure. He's spending the bye week flying home and working with his private quarterback tutor, John Beck. Heard of him. Hope that helps a little bit. Can he bit. play here? Jared, former NBA player J.R. Smith played his first collegiate golf tournament for North Carolina A&T as a freshman walk-on recently. This week, Smith pulled his car wheel over a hornet's nest on the golf course. You don't want to drive your golf cart over a hornet's nest. What's the worst thing that's happened to you on a golf course? My play is number one, but another time, <laughs> my brother-in-law, Tommy, and I, in ca- he hit a hornet's He hit a tree that kind of rattled the hornet's nest one time, and his clubs, he ends up kind of walking up, not realizing it parks his clubs there. It takes us an hour to talk to neighbors on the course we kind of get a hook around it, drag it back. One time he said, I'm just going to go in. I was like, do not do no, this. No, no, bad decision. You might die. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I thought he you were did, gonna, but I thought you were going to say the time you accidentally hit Ben Bagley with a golf ball on the golf course. We're in St. George. <laughs> I'm hitting an approach shot. I go right off the chest of Ben Bagley, and it aids it a few feet closer to the hole. So I would like to personally thank Ben Bagley again for what I think I just tapped in at that point. Yeah. Mine's not horrible, more just funny and embarrassing. Uh, I was playing golf with a close friend, and you know those sticks in the middle of the course that signify 150 yards out from the green? Yeah. They're black and white stripe. Yeah. I was, like, directly in front of it, and I was like, oh, I'm good, I'll hit it around it, I'll be just fine. I take a swing and hit my golf ball dead smack into this super thin stick in the middle of the fairway, and it snaps in half. And the golf course marshal is watching on the left side and just starts laughing. And I was like, do I need to buy you a new 150-yard marker stick? He's like, no, don't worry about it. We, we can afford that. I hit a tree twice in a row, like the same tree. It's like, oh, Okay, Utah men's basketball, 10th in the Pac-12 media poll. This just came out a few minutes ago. Are you surprised by that? No, they have a new coach. Uh, they did not have a great season last year. This this seems like par for the course. Nice. Uh, golf fun. I think that Craig Smith is going to make sure they're not. T- oh, they'll be better. I, I'm afraid of Utah men's hoops in the next couple of years being way better than they have been because Craig Smith's a good coach. Even though Craig Smith has never beaten BYU? Yeah, he was at Utah State. Okay, now he's, he's at Utah. He's, he's going to be able to get different kinds of players. Yeah. Okay, coming up, crossing the rivalry and doing good through barbecue. And Puka Nakua joins Jerem Jordan in the film room. Why does he always have a smile on his face? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Listen to complete coverage of the 19th-ranked BYU Cougars at Baylor game this weekend, Saturday, Cougar pregame live at 1.30 Eastern with Jason Bourne, Identity Shepherd, following uh, Greg Rubel, Riley Nelson, I'll calling the game with Mitch Jurgens on BYU Radio. And- His doppelganger really is Matt Damon. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live from Studio B. Jeremy, you recently had a chance to uh, speak with one of the happiest guys you will ever meet that has played at BYU football. Yeah, he's great. Puka Nakua, you know, invited me into the film room. I don't take him in. He takes me in. That's their yeah. turf, right? I'm yep. an outsider. But uh, super fun. What happened against Boise State? Why is he always smiling? This and more answered in this week's film room. All right, Puka, obviously first loss of the season. How have uh, you and the guys taken it? It's definitely an interesting one. One you never want to, you never want to lose any game, but we got a good group of guys and everybody's going to rally the troops and we'll get ready to go again on Saturday. Okay, let's highlight some of the good plays from this one. You had four catches for 75 yards, the first of which is on the second drive, 37 yards, a one-hander here. Here I was like, all right, I got to fight for outside. I just kept going, kept going, and by the time I put my head up, I seen Jaron look back my way, and I was like, all right, here we go. It's game time right here. We were hand-fighting the whole way down the field, but as soon as I put my left arm out, it kind of stuck right too. It just fell right in. The ones downfield are for sure the best. You see the little head slap after. This gets me going, make sure I get the juice still on me. <laughs> so the catch wasn't up. You had to slap your own head. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, definitely. It always gets me going. Makes makes me sure I'm awake. <laughs> hey, you you're awake. You get the fans awake. Let's look at Samson's touchdown. This is a this is a you got mossed moment, right? Yeah, no, definitely. I'm thinking like I have potential to be in this play. Uh, I knew the corner was gonna have off, and we go and I look back and then I look at Jaron throw the ball up into the back of the end zone. Like I'm like, oh shoot! And I just turn around and there's Samson right there. And as soon as he came, I was instant. I just started screaming. Like, he has a celebration, and then I I I punched him right here too. It makes sure he was feeling good. Make sure he's awake too, because that oh man, that was fun to see. It's a movie when you're out there with your brother and he makes those plays. 
That's awesome, man. Okay, third quarter. You have a jet sweep for 16 yards. This is something you've always been doing with you, but this was the best one yet? Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I love it. We, we run it around. We do some uh, to set up our deep action uh, shots, but uh, this one was funny. <laughs> Knowing that I got three guys right here, I got Isaac, uh, Dallin, and Tyler right here, so I'm, I'm pretty confident as I'm running the motion. Everybody picked up their blocks. I saw the opening, and to be able to get a first down and kind of get us out of our, our own territory was nice. Okay, and then the last play, 17 yards on the next snap. Yeah, a little, little, little bit gas here, but we hit him with some, I, we hit him with some tempo right here. I think I have another go route, but this is not the same cover that they gave us in the boundary last time. So he's bailing out and making it easy access. And I look back, and uh, Jaron, we made eye contact, and he threw me right back there. Put it, put it on a rope, make it easy, and then hit another first down to start this drive off and continue to go forward. But you've always got a smile on your face. Where does that come from? I definitely say my mom, and my dad. My <laughs> my mom always has a has a picture of me and my dad when we were little, and she says we're the the Buddha, <laughs> we look like Buddha. <laughs> he has a big smile on my face. I'm, yeah, I was a young fat baby. That's actually where the Puka, the nickname comes from in Samoan. It means chubby. So it was a it was a family nickname that's kind of stuck through out. And it's always better when you have a smile, even through the hard days and the rainy days. If you smile, it, something will turn your way. That's for sure. I love that good attitude. Okay, and a big game coming up Saturday. You're back at it in Waco against Baylor, future Big 12 uh, brother there, but yeah. huge game. <laughs> It'll be a fun one. I'm excited. I mean, every game is just like the one you want to go out there and get and I know the guys are going to be ready after a loss uh, it'll be there they got a good team too so it'll be fun we should get some hot weather out there right it should be warm right <laughs> so that, yeah that'll be, make it fun we get another day game so it'll always be fun but I can't wait to go out there in Texas and uh, it'll be nice to get a pre-taste of what it's like that's right that's right okay chubby thanks for the time man <laughs> Puka Nakua Simone for chubby you know <laughs> Someone tweeted me, they're like, I'm surprised he didn't punch you after that. He's a nice guy. No, he's a tremendous addition, and you're going to see Deep Blue coming up uh, later this week on the show. If you haven't already, you can see it on social media. It aired on the Satake Show, but 15 catches, 276 yards, team leading 18.4 yards gets. He's getting down the field. He he's averaging the ball. He's averaging nine yards per rush, by the way, on four carries. Obviously, the human element of, of what they mean to be back here. Uh, be back meaning living in Orem the last couple of years after moving from Las Vegas, but just awesome emotional additions and then obviously physically on the field. I don't think people understand until you're up close to him just how big and physical and athletic he is as a receiver. Yes. Kalani Stake said Puka is one of the most athletic receivers BYU's ever had. It is such a boost yeah. to that BYU wide receiver core to have the Nakua brothers. And the and energy I, they bring. And I love that his yeah. mom said at the start of the Deep Blue feature when he was a, a baby almost one year uh, one year old, he he just looked like a bald, big fat Buddha. He, he talked about it there, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. yeah. I love that she brought that up uh, in <laughs> Deep Blue as well. It was really funny. And he was chubby, so it was an appropriate nickname. You know who else was Jimmer for that? That dude, yeah, chubby till he's twelve, and then uh, whatever. It's all good. There's a place for everybody, whether you're chubby or not. Who cares? Coming up, <laughs> your biggest surprise for the first half of the season. And rise and shout out to a close friend of the program doing some good. To bring in the rivalry uh, to a, a friendly state, this is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Or download the podcast. You can listen to it on one and a half speed or 0.5 speed. That's really fun. <laughs> Define fun. <laughs> Our question of the day, what is the biggest surprise of the first half of the BYU football season in 2021? At 
BYU underscore four underscore ever on Twitter answers. Off the field news. I was excited and optimistic about the season, but the Big 12 name image like this and recruiting news has been totally unexpected and totally awesome. I also didn't expect to be so pumped to see BYU's punter come on. I actually get excited <laughs> to see what Ryan Rico is going to do. Best player on the team, man. He's amazing. He really is. Really? Not Tyler? Go back and listen to the show. Yeah. In response, our elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort at Playoff Bogey, answers, is all of it an option? Big 12 invite, win versus Utah, 5-1 record, 3-0 against Power Fives, Superman punch for the win from Tyler Algier, <laughs> and the loss versus Boise State, also very surprising. It's been an right. amazing ride. Let's right. keep it going. Yeah, surprised. Yes, exactly. Today's Rise and Shoutout presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Our guy Cam True and Bam Bam's Barbecue doing something very special this weekend. Yes, so he's teaming up with Utah Pig Bus, which is basically uh, you know, the, the Cam True equivalent at Utah. They're friends. To bring the community together to celebrate the life of Aaron Lowe and Ty Jordan during the Arizona State tailgate. Love so there's this. more information. You can go look online. I know I've retweeted it. You've uh, probably retweeted it as well. Uh, go check it out. That's a really cool cause. Uh, for Cam to yeah. participate with Utah. Now. I'll send it out again. And he yeah. wants BYU fans there in BYU gear, looking for at least 100 BYU fans to show up all blue so that they see BYU fans supporting this cause at the Utah game. Yeah. That's the point. Let's bring the rivalry uh, madness a little bit closer together. Kalani Satake mentioned, yeah, we'll see who gives us the best shot. Did he open the door and I sent to a quarterback discussion there? Because I'm assuming Jaron Hall is a starter unless he's hurt, right? But if Baylor's healthy... And Jaron can't run as much. Is Baylor a better option? But the question is: Is Baylor healthy? Typically, concussion uh, depends on the severity. Someone's going to take multiple weeks to get back. Yeah. So if Baylor's back this week, that'd be great. I'd be a little surprised, frankly. Hopefully, Jaron Hall can do what Aaron Rodgers said they would do: let it rip, let it let lose, it rip. and he runs. Yeah, let's go. Our thanks to today's guests: Brett McBurphy and Puka Nakua in the film room. Sorry to Dennis Pitta, we ran out of time. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYU. For Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. Shout out to Aaron Cup. We'll nice. see you tomorrow for BYU Sports Nation. I'll be in Waco! Yeah, dude. You, you gonna hang out? You coming in? Coming in to what? To Waco? Do the show. I wish. Here. I'll be here. Holding down the Ford. All right. Ain't no Waco. Go Cougs. Magnolia Lane. <laughs>